Welcome, Gremlins, to episode 73 of Story Mode, a video game podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I am joined by a cornucopia of soft, sweet boys. Hmm. <laughs> Simon Evans, the sweetest of them all. Uh, what flavor? Keelan Sim- Simpson, sweeter than the rest. I'm not and soft. <laughs> Hard. Okay. Okay. Hard on oh. Keelan Simpson. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Keelan's got himself a stiffy. He doesn't he? And the reason for his his his, his arousal is um, somebody making their their debut on the podcast itself. Christopher Lowry. How are we all doing? Pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Chris, it's mm-hmm. good to have you on, man. It is. It is good it to is. have you on, Chris. We've been playing. We've been streaming a lot. You and I playing a lot of. Fortnite, Cooking Simulator, and KFC, Age of Empires, dating games. We try to fuck the Colonel. Yeah, KFC. I, mean, I never asked you guys because well. I didn't watch the stream. Did you end up boning the Colonel? Nah. Well, you spend a night okay. at his house, and if you try to bone him, it's like it's not like, well. Yeah, the it's, game actually goes like mad. It's like we're not that type of game, and then send you back a day. Yeah, it was weird what? because the the game spent the whole time being like overly horny and then when you tried to oh, yeah. tried to get involved in that it gave you like a slap on the wrist and was like hey no it's not we're not that type of game <laughs> it was odd and it's, it's like no, you're clearly that type of game but i will i will give kfc what was it called i love you colonel sanders a kfc fuck story yeah. whatever it's called. um it is extremely funny that was a really fun game i wasn't expecting it to be that genuinely funny um but it has some really bizarre moments it's a good what four hour long let me three four hour long campaign it's fun i think I, the, i'd recommend messing around with it i think the best part is that it was funny but i don't think it was intending to be funny that was what made it so funny I had a professor who was a dog chris that doesn't just doesn't just happen and the student <laughs> who died that's like their story mm. also somebody does try to have sex with like oh, some sort of like sentient washing machine robot yeah which did I'm they succeed oh. i think well, they did they wait they till uh, chapter two jesse munro's fan fiction <laughs> version comes out Fantastic. Now, as i explained last week i'm doing dry july so i'm on the alcohol-free beers last week was corona which tastes like shit and i'm happy to announce that peroni libera Enemy of the show tastes worse. It tastes like old tea, but various teas. Oh, like you get yourself a bit of an Earl Grey. So, like so, someone's like someone's played King's Cup, but with tea, with tea, with tea. and then left it out because it's way too herbal. And I've got two here, and I don't know why. Why do I have two? Like they're not going to do anything. They're not. Oh, this is fucking pathetic. <laughs> 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 oh god I feel like one of the people who like puts a hole in a watermelon and has sex with it it's just not the same thank you for clarifying that Jesse <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, I do feel like one of the people who has sex with a, with a watermelon sometimes I, I, I just I can't react yeah. to that and I don't know Katy Perry feels like a plastic bag sometimes I feel like a person who fucks a watermelon <laughs> there's a reason why that original draft of the song just didn't catch up <laughs> yeah that's fair enough <laughs> Keelan, how are you doing? I'm well. Um, I've been playing some video games. I finished Shadow of War. Uh, thoroughly um, underwhelmed by that, to be honest. <laughs> thoroughly finished it. Uh, I, I did not. I, I just mm. gave up at a certain point. They were like, all right, cool. 
Now you got to go do all this shit again that you just spent the past 20 hours doing. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm finished. To fall from grace because um, Shadow of Mordor was brilliant. It was, it was absolutely game. brilliant. I think, you know, maybe part of it was because it was so fresh and different as well. That's true. Mechanic, yeah. um, whereas they kind of just really doubled down into that with Shadow of War and added microtransactions, which is still, they've since removed, but is still keenly felt inside the game. Like, it's like mm. you've, you've just taken out an element of something and there's like a, a, a gaping hole where it once sat. So it's obvious. Like a watermelon. Like a removed no. wisdom tooth, for instance. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. How are the old teeth going now that you've lost a few? Fine, Jesse. I'm in a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort right now speaking. But you know what? I want to talk. It's been too That's long. I miss solid food. I miss crispy chicken. So you out here talking about Colonel Sanders and man, I. God damn it. I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm sick of soup. I'm not eating soup for another year. You should have congee. It's like Maybe. a rice porridge. See, that's that's some genuine advice there. That was a, that was a nice moment for me. Probably he didn't all the dick jokes I've done, already done. If there are like small, in the words of my dentist, particulate foods with small things that can kind of get stuck inside of the the wound. That can result in infection. Oh, yeah. No, the don't eat congee. would be like so, connect four on your teeth. Not congee, no. Yeah, no, don't do that. So, I, look, let's get straight into the gaming, gaming side of things, being a video game podcast and all. Sometimes I'm shocked as well. <laughs> Simon, I can see you're, you're glowing because it's like it's like you, you watched your son kick kick his first goal in football. Okay, yeah. you're, just, you're just a proud father right but now, like, and this is. This I'm going to zone out for five minutes or so because I've had enough of this fucking game. This is like <laughs> the equivalent of watching your kid kick, uh, you know, a football into a goal, but it's the like biggest premiership match of the entire season. How old is your son here? Why is he kicking his first goal when he's a professional? You have no idea he's, how, the, he's how the just mind leaks. Exactly. Much of a prodigy. God, um, fucking, I'm glad we're talking FIFA later because Chris can take you to a lesson. <laughs> okay. Now I've had enough of you goddamn euphemisms. Talk about Final Fantasy fourteen. So, yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen sold out digitally for the first time ah. ever. So the reason why um, is. Because the way that Square Enix do their codes for the online, for the digital version, they do them in batches because it's a lot harder for they for, for essentially bad actors to get a hold of, you know, an infinite copy of yeah. the game. So they preload batches of them at a time, and that was it. Really, it was just all of the preloaded batches got sold and they weren't generating quickly enough to keep that supply available so there was it's not a super rare occurrence i think no. because final fantasy 14 just had a stellar week this week like it's, oh, it's it, player base is the highest it's up like 185 percent so month on month it's ridiculous <laughs> because of people like you simon forcing people to play it okay you'll play it one day the, jesse the cult of final fantasy 14 um, has been hard at work yeah so also it largely comes down to a handful of very popular wow streamers um people such as um asmongold and um the other dude whose name i've entirely forgotten um jerry <laughs> um he 
Uh, so Asmongold recently started streaming Final Fantasy XIV after years of sort of going, no, nah, it doesn't seem like the game for me. I don't think I'm that interested. You know, fair enough. And then he's just gotten fed up of WoW and all the bullshit that's going on there and has gone, you know what, screw it. I'm going to give Final Fantasy a go. And his first day of streaming Final Fantasy broke records for him. It was his highest ever stream uh, in terms of views of with over 200,000 people watching. And yeah, it's just sort of snowballed Jesus. from there. Um, yeah, it's, it's been busy. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, people like uh, Asmongold and um, I think the guy's name is Rich. Rich something. Um, and yeah. I think it's Richie Rich. God, that was a bad joke. I that was, that, that was pretty bad. It's kind Rich of great summer. that they've moved across to Final Fantasy, something that's yes. actually good. I'm, I'm glad that... In their exit as well, they've kind of like dragged Blizzard through the mud also oh, yeah. and just basically shat all over them to try, I guess, get them to wake up. Like yeah. somebody has been doing MMOs well for the, like, how many years has Final Fantasy been around in its rebooted form? Uh, about eight years now, seven, eight years. Yeah, for, for eight freaking years, they've been doing good MMOs. Like that, that's fucking mm-hmm. astounding. Oh, yeah. That's a hard um, record to keep. Wow, couldn't do and, that. Yeah, and, and with this being like said as well, it isn't like this has come off of the back of a big content update or anything like that. You know, there's no new stuff. We uh, The last sort of set of things that we got was maybe about two months ago, and we're not expecting to get really anything in-game until the new expansion releases in October. So this is coming basically in the middle of what many would consider to be a big content drought. We're not getting new stuff for a while. But there's just so much in the game already that for a new person coming in, this is the perfect time. Yeah, like you will right. just find you'll find so many other new people joining the game, learning things at the same time that you do, and going through all of this. And as pretty much always, the community is super welcoming to all of these people that are jumping on board. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not a problem if you like WoW obviously has this uh a bit of a notorious reputation for being so toxic and horrible and if you're a first timer in a dungeon then people are going to kick you or they're going to leave or they're going to just shout and berate you and you know be really horrible whereas it's the very much the inverse of that in final fantasy where it's almost i think like borderline toxic positivity if uh, if anything How is that a thing it's a, no well, it's a thing as a victim of it could people keep throwing this <laughs> fucking meme at me to play the fucking game? Then, okay. Jesse, if you I'm played, not playing the game. If you played it, then we'd leave you alone. <laughs> I promise. Nah, it's too popular now. I'm <laughs> off a hipster. I've got a moustache now. I can't play it. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Our um, next stream idea, Jesse. Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that, Kels. Um, I'll show you how to set it up and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be off. <laughs> but... Yeah, so so with that being said, yeah, um, yeah it, it's basically just in sort of like the middle of nowhere in terms of content for the game. It's not like it's at the beginning of a new expansion or anything like that. It's just a couple of guys have gone, screw it, let's give it a go, have had such a good time with it and have brought over a lot of their fans. And yeah, things have just really picked up. So it's it's really fun at the moment. Like there's just as, so much. As much as I, as I have fun kind of giving you shit for it, it, it makes me so happy to see this game doing well because the people who... I, I haven't seen anyone who likes it. I've only seen people who love it. Yes. Mm. There's yes. no middle ground with this. There, there's a bit of a recurring joke within the community, which is you either fall off the game within like the first 50 levels or you become a walking, talking advertisement for it. 
There is no in between. 50 levels. If only there was some sort of free trial that went that high, even a bit higher. Yeah, mm. even up to level 60. Yes, there is. I'm still going to have to move on to the next topic, can't we? Get out of here. Take your drink. Drink your drink. God damn it. <laughs> well, Simon, we'll, we'll let you talk about a game you like, but, um, but now you can zone out a little bit because I know you're not a big fan of sports games. But you know who is a bit of a sports game fan? Chris. You yes. like FIFA? Yeah, you, like, you like your sock games? I have a love-hate relationship with FIFA. Sorry, um, I'll rephrase that. You play FIFA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably like 90% of my gaming time goes into FIFA. Um, so it's a fair bit. Um, and obviously the new trailer came out this week, uh, yes. a few days ago, FIFA 22. Uh, so EA have confirmed I think it's launching October 1st, um, but you can start playing from September 27th. Um, yeah, it was. It very much felt like a typical FIFA trailer, um, with where it, it had a lot of flashy things, but EA still didn't really reveal much. Um, it all style, no substance. Kind yeah, of. Um, like it's, it's a cool trailer though. Like, what's it, a cool trailer? The FIFA trailers get me every time. Like they have a good song. It's very kind of dynamic with the camera yeah. movement. But like, what's the game gonna be? Yeah. Um, Obviously, the, so the new thing that they have kind of pegged, put all their eggs into the basket with this trailer is the hypermotion technology. So they've moved away from frostbite over to hypermotion, which it does sound cool. It sounds interesting. So it's um, they've said there's going to add over four thousand new animations into the game, um, and it's actually recorded real human movement. And the probably the cool thing that we haven't seen before is that the player movement on and off the ball has actually been captured from 11 versus 11 matches. So it's not like they've just put one single person in a studio. They've actually captured people playing against each other um, to capture the movement, which is interesting. So the movement would be more reactive. Like I've, got, I've got some some quotes from it. So yeah, they stood up 22 professional football players and recorded a, quote, unprecedented volume of high-quality real human movement data, a cutting-edge proprietary machine learning algorithm which learns from over 8.7 million frames of captured footage will create a new animation in real time to create, quote, organic football realism. Yeah. So I guess at one point, all you can really add to a sport game is better animation. I mean, you're not going to add another goal, Yeah. which would be cool. And that's and somebody's already done it with cars, so you can't do that. There's probably a lot of expectation yeah. on this one because it's the first one to be made specifically for next gen. Um, it's obviously FIFA 21. So this isn't coming out on last. Is coming out on last gen? Uh, it's coming out. PS5? Well, it's coming out on last gen. Okay. But yeah. yeah, this is the like obviously FIFA 21 came out before the next gen consoles came out. So this one's um, kind of the first one in the next gen space. Uh, so there's a lot of expectations, but it. it it very much feels like typical kind of EA where they flaunt this whole new technology and you you kind of get excited and then you very much just end up with the same game that you had last year. Um, I saw I actually saw I actually saw yesterday Maybe. some screenshots of some of the players from Pro Evo um, from their new one that's coming out and it looked like a picture, like it was Ooh. insane. Um, so there was a picture that I saw of Gareth Bale and Lionel Messi, and it looked like a headshot picture of them. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, some of the things that are probably a bit more exciting are the details that are starting to leak out a little bit and some of the things that EA have shared. So there's um, 
one of the updates that they've revealed to Ultimate Team, which is the biggest, obviously the biggest mode in FIFA. It's the one that makes them their most money. Um, they're introducing something called Foot Heroes, so Ultimate Team Heroes. Um, they've only revealed a few. So previously in Ultimate Team, they've had icons, so players like the greatest players in the world, like Pele and Ronaldo and Ronaldinho, you could play with them in, in Ultimate Team. Um, they tried something last year with David Beckham. So he was released as an icon and as a, a gift to everyone, if you bought the game before a certain date, you got a special version of David Beckham from Real Madrid. So it was like a club hero. And they've actually kind of expanded on that with the new one. So they've announced, uh, I think, six players. The three main ones is Mario Gomez from the Bundesliga, um, Diego Milito from Syria, and Tim Cahill. So... Um, obviously gets people excited of fans of those players or fans of those clubs where you can, there's a chance to now play with those players in the game. Um, but it's just going to be interesting to see how usable they will be and for how long. Um, some of the other things that have started to come out. So EA have revealed that they're going to be finally putting some time into career mode, which is something that community has been shouting out for for years. Is this the thing you were talking to me about, about you can make your own team from scratch now? Yeah, so it's funny because... This sounds, this sounds cool. It's mm. it's cool, but it's funny because when you speak to people who don't really play FIFA, they hear the the things that might be coming, they're like, but shouldn't that already be a thing? Mm. Like, shouldn't you have been able to do that years ago? And that's the thing. They just, they've neglected career mode for so long. Um, they did probably the last updates to it about three or so years ago. Um so yeah, what they have revealed is that you'll now, instead of just being able to create your own player, you can actually create your own club in career mode and take your club from relegation up to Ch- Champions League winners. It makes so much more sense to me because you don't, like when you play like a like an arcade version of FIFA or just like online or whatever, you're not playing as one singular player. Yeah. You're playing as the, the whole club and you're setting up your formation and stuff. So yeah. how have they just worked that out? I don't know. Um, they've kind of promised that there will be a lot more details coming out about career mode. They've put a lot of work into career mode, but again, they, they did this a few years ago where they said, oh yeah, we're going to completely overhaul career mode. And then when it came out, everyone was kind of a bit disappointed, um, that they'd only made a few minor tweaks. So wait to, wait to see what happens. Um, some of the leaks that are coming out are interesting though. I was reading one that... Someone who actually on Twitter who has actually leaked things correctly about FIFA in the past, um, he believes that there will they may be going taking a a page out of Fortnite's book uh, and making a portion of the game so it might be Ultimate Team free to play and potentially going to cross generational play where when FIFA twenty three comes oh. out it will. Similar to Fortnite, as with the seasons, so it'll be a live service going forward. Yeah, but so what, what I think people have been wanting for a while now with all yeah. like NBA and stuff like that, because it makes sense. Yeah, all you're doing essentially each year is buying the new Roster rosters. Base. That's yeah. all you're really getting, mm. and a few things here and there. Yeah, and so what people are saying is that if they go down this route, it might be that if you want to play like career mode or if you want to play with your friends in person, then you would buy the game. But if you just want to play Ultimate Team, then it would be free to play online and you would just... I mean, people are still going to buy packs and they're still going to buy FIFA points. They're still going to spend a heap of money. Um, but also, yeah, So, I mean, Ultimate Team something that a lot of people on social media and stuff like that have. And I, I see them like, oh, you got a cool player. I don't know who that is, but good work. <laughs> How much do those packs cost? So, this is an interesting one. Um so, for example, uh, there's different there's different packs, but the the best one you can buy is called an ultimate pack. 
So that's 30 rare players, rare gold players. Um, so that costs, if you were to buy it, use the coins that you get in-game, it's 125,000 coins, which is a lot. So in to kind of give you an example, after playing one game, your reward for playing a game is generally around five, 600 coins. So 125,000 oh, okay. for, for a pack is a lot. Um, alternatively, you can buy FIFA points, whereas which is when you put money in. And if you were to buy an ultimate pack just using FIFA points, it costs Australian probably about $24 for one pack. Yeah, they could go free to play and make some yeah. money. Like, look, look, if they, they get free to play, I'll play it. Yeah. I'll play FIFA free to play. I like playing FIFA, just not enough to actually go buy it. Yeah. And there's, um, there's. Unless they do proper FIFA Street again. There's like a lot of different packs. This is the other thing I was going to talk about. So it'll be interesting to see with Ultimate Team if they continue. They've been testing something out for the last month or so. Um, obviously, EA cops a lot of criticism with the whole pack thing where they're promoting gambling to underages and mm-hmm. that whole loot box um, mentality. And. The last I month, think with the term we like to use for them is shit fuck. Go on. <laughs> the last month they've actually been trialing something which has been received incredibly positively by the community, and that's um, when you go to buy a pack now, you can actually preview it, so you can see exactly what is in that pack before you buy it. Um, so, for example, if I go to buy a pack, if I click on the store, I would click preview. It would do the whole animation. The players would walk out and everything. I would see who's in that pack, and then I would. I've got. I think you've got like twenty four hours to decide if you want to buy it or not. If you then, so, you only get the one, one per day. Hmm. If I then buy that pack, then the next one I can preview. So if you buy packs and you can keep previewing, but if you choose not to buy it, then you wait twenty four hours, you get another preview. Um, okay, so if you if you oh. preview one and then wait twenty four hours, it's a different pack then that you're previewing. No, same pack, same pack. Oh, well, it's a different pack, but yeah, same same price and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but same, same different price, different, yeah, different, content. different content. I don't, yeah. I don't hate that. It's actually I, been I, it's been really good. It's been really well received. It's the interesting thing is that they keep saying it's a trial. Um so it'll be interesting to see if they keep it going, but it it's definitely a step in the right direction because they have copped so much criticism in the past. Um yeah. we've seen so many stories of young kids taking their mum's credit card and spending four grand or five grand on FIFA points and yeah. If you're a small kid listening to this podcast, steal your parents' wallet and their credit card and subscribe to us on Twitch Prime. Thank you. <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. Like, hey, we're also on Patreon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then when your parents are like, what did you spend the money on? It's like, hey, I got free story mode and fan critical content. And then, you know, you all gather around the table and you listen to, to <laughs> Lenny That would be such a weird a way to listen to a podcast. <laughs> It's like someone puts like their phone dinner. or something just in the middle of the dining table and everyone just sits around and just listens to it together. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> You're just staring at the phone. How do you listen to your podcast? Um, with headphones and my, my ears, partner like, and I, we sit on a long, like a long wooden table on either end, just give each other cold, dead glances. Oh, we then have headphones it- and listen to different podcasts. <laughs> and then is this when like your, the same your, content. Your, your butler comes along and is like, here is your wine, sir, and hands here's you... The, here's the latest episode of Two Guys, One Cup. I'm like, oh, football podcast. I get all the headphones on. Oh, the Auntie Donna boy would have a new show out. Uh, That's how I can see content. Back to, to FIFA, Chris. Yeah. There, was, there, was a, there was a lot of predatory content being mentioned there. Yeah. I just was reminded by that by Jesse's awful, awful comments. And um, I was... <laughs> 
I was sort of thinking comments, not uh, awful comments. What what you you mentioned before that you can start playing the game earlier than the actual release date. How, how yep. does that work? Uh, so it's like a, um, it's just like a an early release type of thing. They've had it every year where um, they have their their release date, but then they also have kind of early access, pretty much. Um, mm, okay. Yeah, it's always always yeah, been cool. a thing with FIFA. It's just a thing yeah. to get you know people into the the ecosystem a little bit of a head start ahead of everyone yeah. else yeah. or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, usually, so if you're an ultimate team, so someone who smashes ultimate team, then you can actually usually access the ultimate team console on the website a couple weeks before, so you can actually already have a decent club. You can start putting money in and buying buying packs and stuff. You can have a decent team by the time the game actually comes out. Um, but yeah, most people just wait. They are so wait, very what, smart you, with how they handle this stuff. That's oh, yeah. FIFA comes out early October, right? Uh, October 1st. And when does the next Pro Evo come out? I actually don't know. I haven't looked too much into Pro Evo. Interesting. Because uh, between now and then, I think um, it's only right to have you, Sean, then uh, Lennon Gaz and Fan Critical. We'll, we'll do an episode where you guys can discuss Pro Evo versus FIFA. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll host it, but I don't know what's happening here. I know the goal scored. Last time I watched the World Cup, I broke my arm. So, I mean, fuck me, eh? Uh, and we're... So, EA have already confirmed that we'll get a lot more details about FIFA at EA Play in, I think it's about two days. EA Play 22nd. Oh, cool. 22nd. Yeah, it's okay. week. 22nd. Yeah. Um, hey, I may say up and uh, live stream that. That's, Who uh, knows? Uh, what I'm really curious about, Chris, as well, is um, I mentioned this to you earlier. Um, you can always tell when the previous generation of consoles is in a death knell when they're no longer releasing the sports games for it or like Just yeah. Dance or Call of Duty or whatever. And h- how long do you think they're going to keep trucking on with FIFA on the previous generation consoles, PS4, Xbox One? Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting one because... So, like, most people play FIFA for Ultimate Team. Like, that's the the overwhelming majority play it for Ultimate Team. And it's funny because it goes through a bit of a cycle each each year where there's the release and kind of all this hype. And then when it gets to around now, well, actually probably about a month or so ago, everyone kind of considers the game to be dead. Even though the new one doesn't come out for another four months. Ultimate Team's considered to be dead. It's kind of after they do Team of the Season. They do the Team of the Season release. After that, the interest in FIFA just drops dramatically. Um, and it's just everything starts to become super cheap in the game. Like I was going through the, the player markets yesterday and players who were a million coins a couple months ago are now down to about 100,000. Like the market just completely changes. Everything becomes super Jesus. cheap. EA start giving... Like the the squad builder challenges are just so much cheaper than what they have been in the past, so I don't know how long they'll support them on the the older gens because there's not really much of a point to. So yeah. you said plays for a million coins. Are these the same coins you use to buy the the packs? Yeah. So the so most ex- you're most expensive five hundred coins per match. Yeah. And they're a player that costs a million coins. Well, so the most expensive player in the game is Ronaldo, his his moments version, and he's fifteen million. And he's usually he's usually what's called extinct, or you can't find him on the market. He, he pops up probably once every few days. Um, but yeah, he's fifteen million. 
This is some. This is real life, man. This That's is yeah. like. And the way that God. people make the way that people make the coins is that you have people do trading, which they become foot traders, and it's all about finding players in the market who you think are then go. It's almost like the stock market, basically. You find players who are at a, at a, a cheaper price, and then you buy them, and then wait for the price to go up and sell them. So people will buy like a hundred versions of one player when he's cheap, and then when he goes up a thousand coins or so, will then sell all hundred cards and make a heap off it, and that's how they end up with. Or they just buy a heap of FIFA points, smash packs, and hope that they find someone who's worth a couple million and then sell them. How about you, Chris? Are you a foot trader? Nah. You no. you a foot fan at all? Uh, I don't like how they just put your foot in front of everything. It just sounds a bit... <laughs> it does sound a bit weird, doesn't it? Bit, a little bit not safe for work. A <laughs> bunch of podiatrists. <laughs> you do you. You do you. Um, look, we'll do a bit more FIFA coverage uh, as we come closer to the game, and I know that you and Sean are keen to do some streaming when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, should we get... We'll do some streaming. We'll, um, we'll do some ultimate team streaming, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with career mode because we might even do something with that as well. Make the story mode team. Put us all on the team. That's a good idea. Give, give us done, the done. lowest of possible stats just <laughs> in everything. I think we all have our, our, our talents. And what would yours be, Jesse? What, if you are a Hosting. professional football player, what yes. is your talent? Kick the ball. You didn't even know. You, you, wait, wait, I will not sit here be lectured by someone who's like, "Oh, I watched my son's first goal in like the UEFA Cup." No, <laughs> that's not how that works. Okay, I will not you be judged by you. you. Hang on, how would you know how this works? This I is like sport. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it such a shock? <laughs> Have you seen my calf muscles, sir? <laughs> Massive. Not, not for a while, I haven't. Not I for have a while. Admit. They've increased. Okay. <laughs> well, let's move along to a uh, probably the, the biggest news that came out this week: the Steam Deck, Valve's new handheld gaming PC, which basically it looks like a, a Switch that plays PC games, but I know it's a lot more than that. Keelan, you're our resident. PC expert. Dude, that is such a perfect way to put it. It is Oh, because well, I am it's, the PC expert then. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a PC and a Switch form factor. That's basically what it is. It's really <laughs> interesting, it looks, though. It looks like um, a Sega Game Gear as well. Well, the yeah. Gabe actually. Gear. I've, been calling, I've seen people call it the Gabe Gear, and I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> I do like that. Gabe Gear. Um, you know, from at first glance, you think, like, this is a, um, a Switch competitor. I don't think it's as simple as that. It's something very different. It's a full-fledged PC inside of a very, very small form factor. What's really fascinating about it is the hardware behind it. It's running similar processor and um, graphics processor as the current-gen consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. I do very similar. powerful. Holy shit. But okay. cut, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. It's mm, cut down. On. It's very cut down. It's similar technology, but paired uh, back to operate within the, the thermal and form factor restrictions that a handheld console has. So yeah. to give you some perspective, um, it's got four cores and eight threads uh, for its CPU. Whereas the, um, the big boy consoles have uh, eight cores, 16 threads. Um, yeah. It's got eight RDNA2 uh, compute units which is essentially the GPU component of it. 
in comparison, the PS5 has, fuck, what is it? Uh, it's got 36. Like, there's a big gulf. There's a very, very big gulf in perform- performance. Um, um, sorry, Kios. Um, uh, Digital Foundry actually did a video on it um, and did a comparison between the Series S, which is obviously the lowest uh, power machine that we have in the current new generation, um, and compared that to the Steam Deck. And it, yeah, like it's surprising that, I mean, compared to the lowest, the lowest dim, like denominator, it's not too big of a gap, but it's enough that you sit there and go, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not going to get, you know, the best gameplay and the best refresh rate out oh, of no. this. But if you were to load up your esports titles, your leagues of League of Legends, your Dota 2, Rocket League, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, those are the kinds of games that would run fantastically on a piece of hardware like mm-hmm. this. Uh, a few other spec information things. It's got a 7-inch screen, uh, much like the new Switch. Um, it's a different resolution, though. It's 1280 by 800, 16 by 10 screen, 60 hertz refresh rate. So um, that's important. It's targeting that 800p sort of resolution. Um, and that is going to make it possible for like a lot of high-end games. Like in some of the marketing, you see Jedi Fallen Order running yeah. on, this, Hells, on this thing, yeah. which is so impressive. Like, holy shit, that's crazy. And you realize it's running at really low resolution. It's running at that 800p. So that's what kind of makes it possible. It's got some fast RAM, 16 gigs of fast RAM. Um, it's got, you know, all the general controls you'd find on uh, like a, a Switch, obviously. But it's also got trackpads. Trackpads? Trackpads. To be fair, some of the other details aren't the same. So the um, the first thing that caught my eye when I first saw it is the stick placement. They're perpendicular. Yes. It, it, it's really strange. They're not off-center. They also have sensors on them that can tell if your finger is on them. The capacitive, yeah. Which will, ha- yeah, has capacitive... Um, sensors on them which apparently takes a little bit of time to get used to but they start acting more like a mouse than a analog stick i'm very curious i've seen a lot of people say that i'm not quite sure i think it's something that you'd need to pick it up and feel it um, kind of like the dual sense controllers how you had to actually touch one and then you're like okay they're magical i think it's one of those things but yeah i agree i think they spoke a lot about the precision that you can get in the um, actual uh, the trackpads itself, um, and they even had some footage showing you sort of like aiming. Um, it's absolutely crazy. Um, I, I'm really interested to how those sort of work and how that it can enable you to use the Steam Deck as an actual PC. Um, on top of that, it's also got um, you, you can dock it. You can dock it into a screen. You can plug all your peripherals in, um, and you can run at up to 4K 120 hertz, which is amazing. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, guys, okay, so it's portable. It's got a battery, right? (laughs) That's going to go very quick. (laughs) Yeah, it it has a battery. I I don't know how much (laughs) that's going to sort of, you know, do anything. So it's a 40-watt-hour battery. Um, Valve has quoted as saying it's two to eight hours of gameplay. 
with the quotes, uh, but here is um, uh, Valve says the Steam Deck's battery will last for several hours while playing most games, and it maxes out at eight hours in lighter use cases like game streaming, smaller two D games, or web browsing. It is, guys. I that that, that is so optimistic. So I like optimistic. That, I like that description of several hours. <laughs> many, <laughs> many, many of hour. Yeah. More than hour. Yeah, more, Who knows? More than, more than one. More than yes, one. that's right. We've passed minutes. <laughs> We're into the big boy territory here. Um, I think the most popular thing that will cut will, by peripheral for this thing will be a battery case. Because it sounds amazing. Like, even the fact that it's like, oh, you'll get eight hours using, you know, browsing the web. It can browse the fucking web. It's, I think when it was first shown off, my initial reaction was, oh, okay, a Switch competitor. It's not that no. at all. The no, way I saw the mix, slightest. I saw IGN did an IGN first with some of the guys from Valve explaining it. And they're like, think of this as a PC with controllers attached to it. Because that's what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost closer to a la- like a gaming laptop than it is to a Switch. It's just the form layout is, is different. You can watch... This is your new Netflix machine. You can watch Stan on it. You can watch Pornhub on it. You can do whatever the hell you want on this thing. It's almost, it's almost like a Switch meets a phone. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. That's probably and, a b- even better way to sum it up. But I have a question about it, Keelan. Actually, I've got two questions. Hmm. One of them is a general PC question because I know nothing about the PC realm. What's Linux and why is is it does it run it? And why are people very excited about that? Linux is an operating system. Um, like Windows is, or Mac OS. It, yeah, yeah. It's, uh. it's quite lightweight and it's very customizable. So um, Valve have their own sort of version of Linux, which the Steam deck will be running um, uh, okay well with that it, being it's said yeah with that being said however um valve have confirmed that because this is essentially just a pc mm-hmm. you can install windows if you so wish you can I do love- whatever you want with it i could use my steam deck to sit here and record this podcast with you guys amazing <laughs> Yeah. Um, just have to buy one well what? there's one thing uh, like another thing about it which I'm personally finding very uh, attractive is the fact that it would be really good for emulation and emulation on the go um, because obviously a, a PC as a whole is great for emulating things but you don't quite get the same feel with certain handheld games and things like that um, like if you're emulating a Game Boy Advance game it's 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 fine. It's fun, but it doesn't have quite the same little charm to it. It just because the whole like the whole form, the way you're playing it is different. You have a keyboard, yeah. and you have a mouse in front of you, and just it feels different. Whereas exactly. you're sitting on a train point. with a controller in your hand. That's yeah. something I didn't think of. But and shit, that's a selling point. That, that is that is the big attraction for me personally. Is, I I have to say, Simon, that is probably the single biggest use case scenario for a Mm. device like this i'll tell you why comes in three different um i guess SKUs with different capacities for storage that storage is not the same across the board by the way there's the entry-level model um i'm going to give you the prices here because it's us dollars but i've got the the conversions here for you oh you've got the conversions all right so we've got the entry-level model which has 64 gigabytes of eMMC internal storage. What that is, is slow as fuck storage, okay? It's terrible. It's just flash memory that is embedded into the device itself. That is $399. 
Then you've also 538 got... in Australia. Oh my goodness! Okay, it's a big jump. You, you've also got the uh, 250 gig, uh, 56 gig model for 529 dollars. How much is that in AUD? Uh, that is 715. Oh God! Okay, the oh, difference being we got, here, we're, in, we're in PS5 territory here. Yeah. yeah, the difference being here, the storage is NVMe storage. It's mm-hmm. the same kind of form factor you'll get in like a modern, powerful PC. It's fast as fuck. Um, then you've also got the, the 512 gig model for 649 US. Or $876 Australian. Okay. So storage mm. is a thing. Now, each one of these models does have an SD card for you to expand your storage, right? But 64 gigabytes you cannot store an esports title on that. No. It is too small. You can't store oh. Rainbow Six Siege. That's a hundred and odd gigs. You can't store um, war, mod, uh, what's the the Call of Duty uh, Warzone. Warzone Warzone on it because that's like two hundred gigs or whatever. Um, so you're kind of forced to have to jump into the um, the higher tier levels unless you're buying this device for streaming because you. You can install Windows onto it. You can access all of the game stores that you have. Epic Game Store, Xbox Game Pass, wink, wink. You, you can access I'll, I'll, all I'll of this stuff on the device. This is on Game Pass? Yeah. If it you install Windows. Now, you brought up, brought up something that I've just, I've just added something to a little theory that I've been having for a while. So, this, run, this thing will run Game Pass. Cool. Netflix this week came out and they said that next year they want to release, um, start releasing games on their platform. They have a very strong partnership with Sony. Okay. Sony need a streaming platform for their games, a competitor to Game Pass. Why why don't they use the Netflix platform to run off that? They work in conjunction Mm. with each other. Netflix are currently making The Last of Us TV show. Oh, sorry. HBO is. But I think I think there's a few Sony works with um Netflix in the on on the go. Suddenly we have PlayStation games on a handheld. Interesting. I I don't think it'll happen, like but I fucking love it. I was gonna say I'd like to poke a little hole in that one. No. Which even if that does happen, which you know would be awesome. But first of all, the stars would need to align, uh, and then secondly, streaming a full video game is clunky at the best of time. Well, in Australia it is, because we live in some sort of joke country where the internet is a uh, a hopeful future. One um, day th- we'll have it. Um, last time I checked, Australia's internet was ranked 42nd best in the world. We are beaten by several countries. That big, tra- that big floating pile of trash in the Pacific... Has Got probably better, better has, has better yeah. internet than we do. <laughs> Guys, yeah. get your vaccination so we get that five G running through. Oh my god! Come on! Oh yeah, but <laughs> hang on. Be antennas. The the latest Victoria outbreak is the fault of the unvaccinated youth. You know, the same youth oh. that aren't allowed to get vaccinated at the moment. Yeah. I want five G on my phone. <laughs> Let me run it through my veins. <laughs> yeah. oh, god. Scott Morrison, enemy of the show. Oh, that that yeah. was our political corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but another thing about this this system that I really like and uh, that really leans into like this is a PC. PC fans love to customize their, their rig. Okay, one the, the coolest yeah. thing like I'm new to the whole PC game. 
But when I started telling people that, hey, I want to build a PC, it became everyone got involved and they were just comparing what their setups were, okay? It's a, it's a point of pride of how you customize your own rig. And I love how customizable this um, Steam Deck is, where you can customize your macros on it, you can do different menu overlays and stuff like that. But I'm a big fan. There's only, I mean, that can only go so far on a system like this, but I really like it, especially when you, again, compare it to the other handheld, which is a Switch, which does has always felt very restrictive. You have to do what Nintendo wants you to do on it. There's yes. no real customization on there. You can't play around with stuff and make it work for you. And that has big accessibility um, uh, down, uh, downfalls as well. Mm. This just seems more inviting. It's more open. I don't it know is. about inviting. The reason people buy a Switch is because they take their little game cartridge or they click the icon on the thing and it works. We're talking yes. about PC gaming here. There's going to be problems. There are well, going to be issues. Here's, here's the thing, and the reason why I brought up the Series S as the comparison. Microsoft, please fix your fucking naming structure. Um, anyway. Series Snake. Yeah. Um, is because, obviously, with the Series S being the bottom tier in terms of just pure power uh, of the current new generation that is where the next set of games is going to be targeting as a baseline and mm. the difference between the steam deck and the series s isn't as huge as you might initially think um obviously things like the cpu are you know pretty pretty drastically different but those are some of the things where games can often have their compromises and I reckon if they can run Series S decently, we'll be able to get them to run okay-ish on the Steam Deck. So um, we'll I just want to see how that goes. I'm pretty pretty positive about this. And Simon, and the thing that you brought up earlier about the emulation thing, there's already like a, a big industry. Like there are Korean and Chinese manufacturers who make these like handheld PCs that are like targeted mm. towards. Um, people who are interested in emulating older games um, and they are stupidly expensive in comparison to this device this thing is so cheap for what it is it's stupidly cheap they are almost definitely losing money on this thing somewhere that's like, I, the craziest thing this this thing is as much as we look at these prices and it's like okay that they're, they're really yeah, they're like, high it's a the, computer it's a whole ass computer for that price dude yeah that's the thing. base version in other countries where you can play your games running off the cloud and all that type of stuff the base version will do you fine because you can you can just play stuff off the cloud you can't do it in australia so it makes the the sums a little bit different but when you think of like you said a handheld pc for 540 odd dollars that in that's it's good yeah it's unbelievable that's value the, the problem yeah. is jesse um I, I feel great about this the the concept and the promise but people have felt that about valve's physical products many yeah. times in the past the and steam they controller. have what was steam it controller the steam link uh the the uh valve index i think i think it's the valve yeah, index valve index, the yeah. VR headset yeah um they're either impossible to find these products or they were abandoned shortly after launch. There's been minimal to no support. Um, and yeah, Valve have sort of just backtracked and ran away from it. And I'm so I mean, concerned that that'll the, happen again. The, they've also the, already come out and said a few games won't work on it. 
Destiny won't work, PUBG. There's a list of a, of a few games, that, like popular online games, that are just like, Ooh. that won't work on, on this. Might be a I haven't break seen any some. of that. It, it's very strange because it's, it's not like a whole like multiplayer game, online multiplayer games do not work on this because they do. Some do, some they've just gone, nope, we can't do it. Not quite sure why. Um, also, so this thing isn't available in Australia, is it? No. Not being sold here. Is Doesn't it because like we just it. don't have the, the the internet to run it or what's it go? No, I think it's just simply uh, production numbers. Um, so they won't be able to supply Australia and also Valve are selling this directly themselves and they have no supply chain or anything here in Australia. Oh, so I don't know. Sorry, ship, sorry, okay. Shipping it seems um, inordinately expensive. It just doesn't seem realistic. Well, somebody who wastes their money quite frequently, I will be having a look into those costs. Yeah. I yeah. I'm will I play it? No, it. but I'll have it. See, there's there's one thing about this which I think will convince you even further, Jesse. You could play Control on the toilet. Simon, I already said Pornhub at the start. <laughs> Fine. Control on the toilet. I can do that anyway. I just need to drag my TV in there with me. <laughs> See, Fine. I'm thinking, oh, I can play Final Fantasy XIV on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we are sick individuals, Simon. <laughs> Um, now, the Steam Deck is, uh, well, was due to come out uh, in December this year, but they've already pushed that back to 2022. The pre-orders have gone through the roof. eBay's, eBay's had to crack down. Apparently, there were people selling it for like five grand on eBay, and eBay's like, nope, that's, that's crossing the line even for us. So there's a whole thing happening right now with pre-orders. Just before we move on to the next topic, though, I want to bring up the worst case of bad luck I've heard in a long, long time. Guess what got announced the same day as the Steam Deck? Elgato's new Stream Deck. <laughs> of any day, they could announce the new Stream Deck, which apparently sounds great. Good, Elgato, yeah. friends of the show have decided. Good, good for you. But to pick... July 15th as that release date. And then for something that nobody really knew was coming, nobody knew the name of, it just happened. <laughs> and it took all of your search results. That sucks. Mm. But, um, look, there is a game that's coming out this year. Got announced this week. And you can play it on Switch. You can play it on the go. And no doubt you better play it on your Steam Deck, your Stream Deck, whatever you want to call it. It is a little-known title called Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. It is a contender to the platform brawler throne that currently Smash Smash Bros. has held since it became a genre, basically. Yeah. Think of Smash Bros. with Nickelodeon characters. Now, somebody... Okay. I don't like Smash Bros. It's a mixture of... Look, I'm not very good at it because I didn't play it much. I've never really given the time of day to get good at it, so I'm like, eh, whatever. Two, I don't connect with a lot of the characters, as I've said multiple times. I'm not really a Nintendo fan, so a lot of the characters are, I don't have that bond with. And three, it's almost a game I found, as more of a personal opinion, I found is taken too seriously. So the game has a lot of charm in itself, but the way people talk about it and discuss it, it just strips it charm right back and it becomes really mechanical behind the, you know the, the all the fun colors of it it's it's just kind of 
bleh, not for me. Now, I know we've all got very different thoughts on it, and most of you guys are thinking, well, he's shit at the game. That's why he doesn't like it. And look, that's that's a pretty big part of it. I don't like, I don't like Mario Kart either for the same reason. <laughs> but did you guys... What did you guys think of about when you saw the the trailer, the announcement trailer for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? I just thought this is Smash Bros, but with the Nickelodeon skin. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, was, How could it be? Exactly. That's pretty much my thoughts as well. Like I, I loved Smash Bros when I was a kid. Like loved it. Um haven't played it in a number of years, but yeah, when I saw the trailer I just thought it's Smash Bros, but with characters that I grew up loving. Like it's Yeah. I'm fine yeah. with that. that. That's the beauty of it. Like, I don't have much of a connection with Nintendo characters, but Cat Dog. <laughs> Fuck yes, ghetto. <laughs> you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna, dude. I'll <laughs> play the shit out of that. That's awesome. Keelan and I watched this trailer together, um, and when um, oh, what's her name? Uh, um, Obelina from yeah. Iron Monster came um, up. Yeah. I squealed because <laughs> that's one of there are so many Nickelodeon properties now. I think especially in America, Nickelodeon is like its own like channel. And I know on Foxhole or whatever here it used to be on channel, whatever it was. I never had pay TV when I was growing up. So I never really put all these shows that I was enjoying under the one umbrella of Nickelodeon. I there were just a bunch of shows I loved. I love like Rocco's Modern Life. That's one of my favorite shows ever. Loved it. Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, all this type of shit. Oh yes. Angry, Angry Beavers. Beavers. I, I, Angry know, like, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> this roster runs so goddamn deep. I don't need you goddamn ice climbers and all that bullshit, Nintendo. Get Nonsense. out of here with your game. It's over for you. Get the fuck off the throne to the new king in town. It's named Nickelodeon All Star I'm so keen on this game because I think, I'm hoping, it's going to be cheap. It's going to be like a 40 buck game. I don't think it's going to be a full price title. I agree. And it, it looks. It looks like more dumb fun. If you were to compare these to like, you know, your regular fighting games, I think of Smash Bros. to be more of a uh, Street Fighter. You can get super technical about stuff. Um, I, I've got Keel and I have a friend who we can talk who can talk to about oh, the most oh, minute yes. detail about Street Fighter, and you need that to be one of the best. Whereas I feel like All Star Brawl is more of like a Tekken. Where you can button mash as Eddie Gordo and you can win. Yeah, and you can have a lot of fun doing it. Mm. I I think this looks so fun. It's gonna be cheap, good fun. Yeah, and, and to yeah. be honest, one of one of the first things that I got excited about after watching the trailer was uh, being able to like team up with someone who is Oblinda, and I can be Nigel Thornbury, and we can call our team Blah Real Monsters. That was the main thing I was <laughs> excited about. Chris, I'm so I'm so glad we got on this podcast. That was scary. <laughs> that was an extremely good <laughs> joke. That that has blown my mind. How good a that joke deep is. cut, <laughs> beautiful. Wow. I also saw um um what's that um uh Vol- you know Voldo from uh so so caliber. There's a scene, like the load scene for Nigel Thornbury. He's sort of like, he moves like Voldo. He folds in himself Terrifying. and he kind of flips over. Yeah. And everyone's like, please let him fight like Voldo. It'd just be this really weird, silky moving pervert. Because mm. that's what he kind of is. Now, he's going to be the other smashing thing that, all the enemies. The other hey, thing that got me very excited about it, the other thing that got me very excited about it was that Reptar is a playable character. 
Yeah. yeah. From, yeah. From, yes. Oh my god. Because I, I think think about that. So look, I'm going to go through the list of characters in a moment. I'm just like, oh, the, you know, there's a few missing characters from each um, property. Like you can't really have many from um, Rugrats because you can't just beat yeah. the shit out of a baby. <laughs> take this, take son of a bitch. <laughs> is 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 Stu the dad in it? Yeah. Oh, he's got to be. Yeah. I want. I, I'm looking forward to a lot of the levels. So. In the trailer, we see, you know, the different uh, level designs. A lot of them seem to follow the, the particular art style of the show that they're based on. So I'm hoping there's some cool little, like, weird things to go on the back. I love the Rugrats one. If you see, um, what, what, so what's the dad's name again? Stu. Stu. Uh, making the pudding in the background. You know, that meme where he's like, I've lost control of my life. Stu, <laughs> what are you I doing? Do I'm the making pudding. <laughs> so... Go through the confirmed character list, the, the confirmed roster of this actual fighting game that has been made by people to be sold. Helga from Hey Arnold, Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom, Sandy Cheeks, SpongeBob, Zim from Invader Zim, Nigel Thornbury from Wild Thornberries, Michelangelo and Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, SpongeBob and Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants, Reptile from Rugrats, Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud from The Loud House, Obelina from Ah Real Monsters, and Powdered Toastman from Ren and Stimpy. Now, I had a bit of a look into things to see where some other characters could come from. And this is where the roster gets interesting. And I really hope they start. They take a cue out of the Smash, uh, the Smash Bros. I think they're called Smashing Bros because I've got Nigel Thorburn in mind. <laughs> Smash Bros, um, you know, playbook. And they do these big announcements for certain characters because you have Doug... You've got Rocco's Modern Life, Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, The Fairly Odd Parents, Jimmy Neutron, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yes, the God, yeah. that comes on Nickelodeon. And then a few properties I didn't know Nickelodeon had, but they're coming out in the future. They technically have rights to Star Trek, okay, because they have Star Trek Prodigy coming out. They have rights oh, right. to Transformers, because they have Transformers that are coming out. And they have that lasagna pervert himself, Garfield. <laughs> Now, if I get to play as Garford and beat the shit out of Spock from Star Trek... <laughs> Jesse, I have something... Like, this is game of the year material. I, I've, got, I've got something interesting here for you. In 2002, Nickelodeon did their own version of Robot Wars, the classic show Robot Wars. Did they? And they used yeah. the actual robot what? from Robot Wars. Sir Killalot was there. They renamed him Sir, Sir oh, K yeah. because he what? was, you know, uh, kid-friendly. But... They did their own spin-off of that. They need to be in this game. They need to did, be in this game. Just just on that, did anyone... So this is a real flashback to when I was probably about 12. Did anyone play or know that there was an actual Robot Wars video game? No. No. Yeah. What? I, so I bought it by... <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but I bought it by complete mistake off of eBay as a 12-year-old. Um and it was great. You would build your own robots, and as you would kind of win matches, you would unlock like new things that you could add, like new saws and stuff. It was fantastic. That's amazing. That that, that makes that a lot is. of sense to be gamified. But sorry, I feel like you missed a part of that story. <laughs> I accidentally bought it on if eBay when I was twelve. Yeah, is it more um, to that? <laughs> I can't really remember what happened, but I remember that I accidentally bought it. <laughs> I can't remember how. It costs like nine bucks as well. I can really just see cheap. your parents is looking, you just shaking their head. <laughs> that was pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want John from Garfield to fight Stu. Because this is a bit oh, of sad. Be a good battle. The sad. Be a good battle. So, okay. Hold up. 
I think that's when the oh. game would get really serious. If, if, I'm mentioning, if I'm mentioning John from Garfield, there is a singular comic strip from Garfield that I'm sure many people have seen before. Keelan knows it. No, I bring it up. No, Whatever no. Garfield brought up. Have you guys seen the one where John drinks dog cum? No. What? Okay. So, this is a real panel, okay? Where Garfield's at the vet, as he does for his high cholesterol or whatever, okay? And they're checking him out. And John walks in, he's like, oh, coffee. Picks up a mug, unlabeled mug, and necks it. Just skulls it as you do a coffee that you find at a fucking vet. And the vet turns around to him and she says... Congratulations, John. You can be expecting a litter of puppies. Implying that he has been impregnated by what he just drank. Now, I know that human bodies do not work this way, and there's a variety of things wrong with this, but I think the implication there is that it's a dog's salmon. I, like, that's not me just making that joke. That is a legit thing that people are like, is this... Is this is this what it is? No. Now, no. Jim Davis or whatever came out and he's like, <laughs> no, not quite. It's it's like dog pee or something like that. It's this whole like thing of like, oh, when I grew up on a farm, we used to use dog piss for this and that. And like, I don't know. But anyway, that's basically what I'm saying is I want that to be John's um, special move. <laughs> <laughs> he gives birth to a puppy. <laughs> um... Anyway, so uh, Thanks, I'm really, really, really hopeful that we get a couple of Avatar characters yes. because I love the Last Airbender franchise. Like, I think Avatar is incredible, and you've got such like such rich world building in there. We really so need. It'd be really cool to have Kara, man. Go. Like, seriously, yeah. we yeah, re- like man. Th- people slept on that Aang, series. Give me Korra. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you. Um, give me Ang, give me Korra, and then give me like maybe. Um, one or two of the other characters from each uh, show, so as to try and keep things relatively balanced. Because otherwise, you can end up with like fifteen. You, you could have a fire emblem situation. Yeah, I was going to say mm, yeah. <laughs> in in the Nick All Star Brawl, but it's the Avatar characters. But the difference would be is that they're not all blue haired swordsmen, so it wouldn't be as bad. But nevertheless. My- I would I'd like to see like the main I'd like to see the Avatar each time and I don't know maybe Zuko and Bolin and then that way you've got all four of the elements and it's four characters and I think that would look really good. I have a little concern here because look I don't I didn't even know who's developing this game. Okay, it, it's like a small studio oh. is behind it. Um, Game Mill, I believe. Oh, Game wait, no, Mill. No, no, look, they haven't even named their studio yet. No, um, um, and they're coming up against Nintendo, and they have all of the money. With the Smash Bros. characters, they all play differently, and that's what makes the game interesting for those who are into it. My worry is, because this is a bit of a cheaper game, and obviously giving a, each character a complete complex moveset that works in conjunction with others and blah, 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 has like proper counters and stuff to other moves. That's, that's an expensive process. That's a time-consuming process. So my worry is that we want all these really cool characters because it's such an interesting roster they could go from. But I do worry that it's going to be your basic punch, kick, sort of like, and a special move situation. That was that was the, just 
that was the vibe I got from the trailer was that it wasn't as involved as Smash Bros. It was very much, as you said earlier, you could kind of just mash the buttons and game milk. Probably win. delay your game and set up a Kickstarter <laughs> and we'll fund it. Oh yeah, so we can have complex well, move sets because these are beloved characters. I don't. I don't uh, give a shit about your Nintendo characters and Smash Bros. Give me. Oh, you can't fight Chucky. He's a child. Yeah. You can. You can. You can make um, just the baby characters fight. <laughs> if you're like a side game, you use the Rugrat characters and you make them fight against each other. They did have that. Fill and little. Let's see one. One gets left. They did have that series where they um, chronicled the Rugrats after they grew up. I think it would be acceptable to beat the yeah, shit out of them the, in that state. All grown up. I Didn't that last for like 20 minutes? Yeah, I don't think it went yeah, yeah. very far. Now, so before we kind of like jump on the subjects as well, Kellen, you were saying there's a few... I, I just listed animated um, characters, that, you know, uh, properties that they could take characters from. There's a, you, you got a list of uh, some of the real, real world ones, right? I've, I've got a few. Um, in that list included uh, the, <laughs> the um, Robot Wars. But yeah, there there are a few live action things oh, yeah. which we absolutely need to have some sort of reference or something to because how could you how could you not? Uh, starting with everyone's favorite Zoe one hundred and one. Um, I don't. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh, did I just unlock something there for you, Simon? <laughs> yeah, holy shit! I had completely repressed the memory that was that show. Yeah, right. Fuck. I don't. I feel like no. No, that's mean. I'm not going to say that. Anyway, moving on from Zoe 101, <laughs> we've got. Z- <laughs> I'm asking you after that. Asking you, you about that after recording. We've got uh, yeah. we've got several shows which we just we really need to do something with. Number one, do you remember Romeo with Lil Romeo and Master P? We've got to have oh some. Oh my god, gangster rap in here. <laughs> We're going to have yes. them popping caps and people just you know getting busy. I Hell, think that's yeah. the word they want. Keenan and Cal, we all know Keenan and Cal. They can use orange Hell soda, yeah. orange soda as a weapon. You can, you know, spurt it off at people, that kind of thing. We're gonna need to have something to do with Drake and Josh. My idea. You mean you mean Josh? My idea. Drake Bell is the overall villain of the story mode of this game coming up, and everything you well, do is in well, service well, to defeat him. Based on his recent yeah. headlines, he he's become yeah. a real life villain. I, I'm about to say, exactly. I believe I believe if you look into it, the show was just called Josh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think he's been removed from all. Yeah, I think he's he somehow he somehow became my most hated Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because no, I didn't know too. And look, the other one just makes music I don't like. He seems like an okay person, I guess. Oh wait, he's no, not. he's kind of sketchy as well. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um. Uh, the the mm. other Drake is pretty sketchy, but there hasn't been enough solid evidence to suggest anything. I mean, a lot of what is, a, a lot of this, okay. What basically, we're putting a line through all Drakes in this game. Cool. <laughs> no Drakes. Um, Not even a Nathan Drake. <laughs> There's one person who will remain absolutely blameless and innocent, and someone who needs to be inside of this game. The mm. classic Penelope Taint. From the Amanda show. I don't know oh. if you remember Penelope Tate. She's got the best name <laughs> in the <laughs> entire Nickelodeon name. universe, number one. And number two, she would, she was a, an obsessed fangirl of Amanda from, 
you know, the titular Amanda show. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she would yeah, come in yeah. and she would always insert the word please into like weird places when she spoke with people. And she was just basically a massive nerd that you wanted to beat the crap out of. Please give me this. I just, I really want to, I want this in my life. Penelope Taint, make it happen. So I'm saying, but can you beep out Penelope Taint when you say it, when you mix the podcast? Yeah. Wasn't, um, now, I just say Penelope I'm... Taint, you can't just throw that name around like it's you nothing. Can. That was her name. Her name is Power. It's like a Taint wearing a tiara, the fancy name. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Nickelodeon as well? Yes. Was it? Like, give me, give me Salem. Really? Yeah, the Melissa Joan Hart one, yeah. one was, was in was in Nickelodeon. Give me Salem in this game. Give me a thirty six year old Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they still have the rights because obviously Netflix are doing their whole Sabrina thing at the moment. But I, the original one was was on Nickelodeon. I think um, in, the, in the months to come, we should see some more information about this because. This, people are, are genuinely happy for this. It's one of the happiest comment sections I've ever seen on YouTube. When you see other games being announced, like, oh, they didn't include this, blah, blah, blah. I think just everyone was, didn't see, nobody saw this coming. Yeah. And it's just unlocked a vault of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And all of those nostalgia, all of the Nickelodeon, bar a few, memories, really good. Mm. Barring a few characters in different shows. But the animated ones, all still good, all still pure. So I, I, I hope this does well. And I know in the f- next few months we'll have a few more details about it. And look, this has big stream energy on it. Yeah. Okay, so maybe when it comes out, we could do a few uh, battle royales. But there is one thing I want to just say, though. Oh, I am with it. coming to the intro, am, outro. Simon know, comes I'm, on I'm in. I'm interjecting <laughs> you. I'm interjecting before oh, you wrap it up. God damn it. I, I can't help but have a little bit of anxiety that this is going to be, you know, all really nice presentation-wise, but then below the surface it's not going to hold up. Kind oh, of the PlayStation equivalent of whatever it was. Battle so, Royale. We, we, you interrupted me to talk shit about PlayStation All-Stars. All-Stars, that was it. God. It's, Jesse, it's, why are you making it, pudding? I've lost control of this podcast. It's going to be the it's going to be the AFL evolution of... of Battle Royale game. Perfect stream game. Exactly. Well, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Look, this game isn't going to be good, but it's going to be great. I I think it (laughs) might actually be kind of good. Like, I have hope that it will be kind of good. I think that if the expectations are low, then it will actually be a really fun game. Um, as we just all uh, discussed for the last 10 to 15 minutes, the expectations are not low. We are banking our entire childhood on this game. And if it doesn't work out, I'll become even more sullen, okay? And I don't have much, whatever the opposite of sullen is, to give away anymore, okay? I'm running low. I grew a moustache just to feel something this week, okay? I'm running out of things. But let's wrap up there. If you want to hear more of our just ramblings and inappropriate humor at times we're on spotify and itunes uh so subscribe and leave us a review while you're there check out all the uh fan critical network uh all the all the new podcasts they've got a bunch of new shows out they've had a bit of a rebrand um they're available also on spotify and itunes and look we're on all other podcast platforms you use stitcher you use acast you know that's not weird it's a bit weird but uh while you're there leave us a, a review they help out tell your friends 
If you want to keep up to date with all the video game news, storymodegaming.com. Uh, we're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at AUS, And like I mentioned earlier, we're on Twitch, at AUS. We record these podcasts live every week. Plus, we have a bunch of streams and let's plays and first plays. I played Oxenfree for the first time. I absolutely loved it. Um, so uh, check us out for that. Um, and we're also on Patreon, like I mentioned earlier. If that's fan critical, check a couple bucks our way. You go through your parents' wallet, grab their credit card, and then you get access to a bunch <laughs> of uh, bonus content. And they'll be fine with it while you listen to it over dinner. See? I'll look back around. It's a key to comedy. Now, we can, uh, we can wrap up. So, Keelan, Simon, Chris, for your first time. Hope you guys had fun. Hope you enjoyed. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Everyone thanks that j- for, for a good episode. I like, I like this thing. It's like, thanks. It's like, it's, like, it's like I just gave you socks for Christmas. I gave you Chris for episode. Okay. It's a gift that I brought. I don't know. And everyone in the chat, thanks for sticking around. Hope you guys had fun. And everyone listening, hope you had fun. Hope you had a bit of a laugh. Um, and look, we'll catch you around next time. Stay safe, play some games, and uh, peace out. Bye. 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 See ya. Oh, I gotta stop kissing the microphone. It tastes like 73, 73 episodes of podcast. <laughs>